0: Welcome to the Confidence Conversation podcast with me, Joy Burnford. This show explores the world of women, work, and what it takes to feel more confident. Each episode offers inspiration, stories, and light-hearted discussions with business leaders and experts from around the world. A lack of confidence is not a crime. So if you need some motivation, inspiration or a boost of confidence, grab a cuppa, go for a dog walk or escape for a drive and join us for today's conversation about confidence. And I'd like to say a big thank you to our partners, Capability Jane Recruitment, for helping us bring this podcast to life. They are a uniquely placed recruitment company, which specializes in finding highly talented individuals that want to work flexibly. And if you know a business who could benefit from this recruitment service, get in touch on their website, quoting the Confidence Conversation. And if the business becomes a client, they'll thank you with a £100 gift voucher. Our focus for this season is being your best self and it's an absolute pleasure to welcome my good friend Tamara Gillen as my guest today. Tamara is an entrepreneur, change agent and champion for female empowerment and equality. She is the founder of the Wealthy Her Network whose mission is to drive the economic advancement of women globally and is an experienced chief executive having found and run two successful marketing agencies over the past 15 years. She's also my peer mentor, a single mother and has had to fight for her own success, so knows a lot about how to stay motivated, which is what we'll be focusing on today. Hello, Tamara, and welcome to the Confidence Conversation.
1: Hello, Joy. It's wonderful to meet my dear friend and confidence queen again.
0: Lovely to have you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to me today. I'd love to talk to you about how to stay motivated or how to, how to feel motivated. So I'd love to talk to you a bit about your background, your career and family and, and top tips from you on how you stay motivated and how you manage to fit life and work together.
1: And I'm very proud to be here because I remember when we first met several yeah. years ago, and you said, I am, I am motivated. I am going to create my confidence podcast. And be yes, here we are. That's I'm thrilled to
0: be
2: here <laughs>
1: on you on this podcast.
0: Thank you. Brilliant. So, just perhaps we could start off in a nutshell. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to set up Cherry London and the Wealthy Her Network.
1: I have two very strong sides in my historical familial background that have been big driving forces for me. Mm. One is my father. My father is an entrepreneur. He is a man that says the harder I work, the luckier I get. Uh, He also believes if you're confident that you can Mm. achieve anything. Mm. Uh, But if you're confident and you're motivated and you work really hard, you can achieve things. And, you know, he's done many things in his life. And I was his eldest child. And I, I just always wanted to follow into business and I was gonna always going to be an entrepreneur. And then on the other side, I have this powerhouse fem- female um, mother, but actually who is one of um, six or six girls born to, to Eve, um, mm. a really matriarchal family, a very bright, strong, women who were very well-educated, informed, read. And actually these two sides, I just feel very blessed that I had the privilege of those. Mm. And so I, I actually was born in London um, and because my dad is English, my mother's a New Zealander. When we hit our early teens, my mother said, I want to bring my children up in New Zealand. I want them to be outdoors. I don't want inner city living for them. And so I was educated there and had the freedom to grow up actually really really free and I do Mm -hmm. think that did help with my Mm -hmm. confidence Mm -hmm. and freedom to be and not a lot of prejudice and I came back to London when I was 24 because I I couldn't stay in New Zealand I traveled for the world for a year and I said I'm going to start my first business by 30 if I set that goal I will do it Uh, when I turned 30 I was at Orange which is now EE Mm -hmm. in the mobile industry and I was like oh no now I really have to do it
0: (laughs) That's the thing um, about telling telling people you're going to do something like this podcast. I was like, I'm going to do this podcast and you tell people you've got to do it. You? you
1: have to do it. And so I think that those those things are good and tell people yes. and do it. Um, yes. So I started my first business at 30 and we used to do all sorts of faking it, like having fake assistant that was me that would set up new things. <laughs> and we were really lucky. Our first client was Superdrug and then Red Bull. But we hmm. actually, I lost the business actually three years later because I didn't run the money. Um, and Cherry was born out of failure, actually, several years later. And actually, I learned a lot from that. And I think lessons are really important. Mm-hmm. And then through my 10 years into my Cherry journey, advising big clients like O2, HSBC, I said, I want to help women to
2: mm-hmm.
1: understand money, get behind the money, feel confident in their decisioning with money and change mm-hmm. their futures because mm-hmm. I've learned personally um, through getting it wrong. And that yeah. was when Wealthy Her was born in 2019.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And you're doing such an amazing job with Wealthy Hair. And we'll, we'll put on the show notes some information about how people can, can sort of read about the, the work you're doing with Wealthy Hair. You've achieved some amazing things. And you always strike me as a very confident person. Is this true?
1: I think I probably am very confident. And I do remember when I first started my business, or even earlier on in my career, I do think you sometimes have blind, a little bit of blind faith You believe, and so you can. I think I can. I think I can, and so you do. And I think sometimes, in as you get more experience, you go through and those, you know, those knocks, you might think, you know, you don't have that blind faith. But I I definitely had it, and I and I've I've always had that belief. Mm -hmm. And I also think the optimism is really, really important. And I do have that firm belief. You know, learn. You know, it's not a failure. It is a failure, but learn from it. Take the good. Pick yourself up. and you know i know from when i lost my first business it hurt me to my core to my bone Mm. um i couldn't you know and actually i am so glad i started again and did it again because otherwise that would live with me forever yeah um and i've regained confidence in doing it again Mm. but fixing the things Mm. i got wrong
0: Mm. i think absolutely and i think failure is a really important one isn't it to actually to fail is not failure i think you know you just you move on and you learn from that Really important. So I guess you might have faced a few confidence challenges after your first business. How do you deal with those challenges that you have?
1: I had a really good coach. Someone said to me early on, "Get a, I had a, actually I had a really good advisor, a business advisor, Nick Causewell. He's mm. been on with me on the journey through thick and thin, through crying, mm. through laughing, mm. through celebrating. And I think as an entrepreneur particularly, it's quite lonely at times because you have to put a leader face, you have to face things that other people, as you know, mm. with, with what you do, you have mm. to face things that you can't share with your team. Um, so I think having someone to talk to who had been there, done that, and I could learn from, mm. and I've also had a um, work with a coach, I'm um, an executive coach over the years, um, Lynn Scott. Um, because I also think you have to put you know, when you're in sometimes when you're in organizations or you mm. get the privilege of working with someone like you, you develop. Mm. When you're an entrepreneur, you're just developing on your learnings. No one's developing you to to develop teams differently. So actually personal development. And I have to admit, through the pandemic, I've forgotten about that. I need to do a bit of coaching because I've forgotten... You know, it's all been so critical business mm. that actually, mm. you know, and actually that personal development that helps you be better, and more yes. confident, yes. has been forgotten.
0: But yes. it does help. And that self reflection and time to actually step back and think when you're when you're busy, as you say, you just you often forget about it.
1: And I loved, and I have to say, again, you, um, you know, reaching out to me personally and said, you know, what do you think about peer to peer mentoring? And mm. I was like, well, a, I don't know what it is, but it sounds very good, <laughs> but it's been a, it's been an incredibly cathartic way yes. to talk to a fellow entrepreneur confidence yes. campaigner female yes. empowerment campaigner and actually yeah. to talk about some of the things mm. I am facing personally exactly.
0: yeah and I think you know the, the theme for this episode is all about motivation I think that's the other thing that you can often I find as well when I'm lacking in motivation and I you know it happened a lot over the last year really for me personally with the lockdown and I remember thinking when I was doing trying to do the homeschooling and the whole juggle of everything else thinking I can't do this. And I was lacking in motivation. I just couldn't focus on work, actually, because I was so, my head was so full of other stuff. You know, tell me how that's been for you in this last year in particular. You know, how have you, I know you spent some time in New Zealand, didn't you, at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Tell me about your family at home and how you managed to kind of fit the whole thing together and what kind of support network you have.
1: I think that it's, you know, all the stuff that we do, do, talking to women, I think Mm. that we know that COVID disproportionately impacted women or disproportionately impacted caregivers, whether that was families, whether that was children, Business owners, leaders, running teams, nothing has, nothing has pushed me more than the last year and a half. And I would think of myself, I've built tools for, you know, mental resilience, emotional resilience. And I'm actually going on holiday on Saturday and I feel like I'm going to collapse. And it's one of those things into it in a positive way. Mm. But it's one of those things that I think that so often I have, I've learned to take breaks, take stock. You know, and some of that's about celebrating your successes, but also reflection. Of you talked about it, but actually, I think taking breaks, we've forgotten how to do those yes. things. Yes. I also think that I have you know, all of us have had kind of, I've I've separated from some friends, distance has separated us, or or support networks in my life, Um, but actually recently started to reconnect and remember, you know, who is really, I I guess it has been a reckoning of who is really important that I've been there for and who's been there for me. Yes. Um, Going back to New Zealand unexpectedly in lockdown thinking, well, the New Zealand borders were closing, my mother had COVID there and being trapped for six months was a magical challenge. It was Mm. a, being with my family, I, I had forgotten I have a really strong I, – I know this because my parents come here, but I was there with my brother, my young son, you know, similar age to your son, having access to my, my dad and, and over a long period of time, other than a holiday, yeah. going fishing with my brother – my mother is is actually a far better traditional parent than I am. I mean, he came back a far nicer boy. She, he'd be like, mum, <laughs> mum, and my mother would be like, she's not getting it for you. She's not. I can't reach the water. Get a bench. Get a bench. Get it yourself. Nope, she's not, not this out, And then, oi, take your plate. Take your plate to the, to the dishwasher. And now he like, takes his plate and gets mine. And so I'd forgotten mm. how nice it was. To have family involved mm. in your more every day. I
0: know. Like, I, and you're a single mum as well, so you have that all to juggle.
1: Absolutely. And actually have someone else to back you up, not yeah. to shoot well my mother who's more yes. terrifying than anyone yes. I know. So I was
0: yes. like,
2: yes, Seth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It's> like, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: So tell me about what, you know, if we're thinking about motivation, have you, have you had times where you've really lacked motivation, whether that's sort of recently or over, over time? You know, what, you know, what are your tips for staying motivated? You know, can you talk, talk me through some of those?
1: I think that there are always times, as I said, when I, I think there are moments when I've always, and I've had to learn that around, I've always been classically good when there's a lot of pressure and I love a deadline and mm. I love you know, an outcome. And then sometimes after that, when you just go, oh, it's just normal everyday work or life. And I can find, I go into, oh, let, I don't want to do anything for a little bit. Obviously, the realities of single motherhood, leadership business aren't that. But I definitely have found those moments where I'm like, oh, or where there has been upset, or there has, you know, when I got divorced, where there has, um, you know, or where you faced a particularly, you know, long stint, which we all have through COVID. Yeah, yeah. Some of my tips, which I don't do, and I, or I have taught myself, and I've forgotten, and I'm reminding <laughs> myself in the answering of this question is, I think it's really important to to reward and celebrate success, mm. small where you know, big. It doesn't matter. Mm. And one of the things, as you know, we did a big event this week, and one of the things we asked women to say is to say, what, what, what are you proud of? Because we mm. all, when do you ever say, I'm really proud mm. I did this? Mm. And I have this lovely um, young nanny who's been with me through lockdown and kept me sane. And she started this thing called the champagne moment at dinner at the end of the week.
2: Aww. And she'd
1: say, Seth, what's your champagne moment tomorrow? What's yours like <laughs> I'm partnering with the UN and I and I haven't said that to anybody and I, yeah. I think it's so important yes. to celebrate. Yes. And, and another one could be I stopped working and I went I went outside today. Yes. So, so, or I listened yes. to an eye who shared the playlist. Yeah. Um the the Andrew Day, Rise Up. You know, yeah. I took the
0: moment to create yeah. a playlist. Yeah. And,
1: and I listen to it, and
0: I, I listen to it too,
1: <laughs> and I listen to yours, and that's sharing. So I think celebrating your successes, I think, is really important. And that
0: proud thing was interesting because a friend of mine actually last night, just last night, sent me a text message saying she'd listened to this podcast, and you know she said, "I hope you're proud." And I just thought, yeah, and it's so nice to be reminded that to think, actually, yes, I should be proud. You know, to have achieved something, and you do I often don't stop and think um about those moments. So it's a really good tip, and
1: also to say it to somebody else, whether that's well done for doing that. You mm. look great. Or you do that. Because we okay. don't with women. I think feeling proud for yourself, I think, keeps you motivated. And celebrating the success. Yes. and Particularly also in the team.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: really terrible because I'm a relentless entrepreneur. So I'm often like, that was great. Great. What next? 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 <laughs> and that is my big failure in yeah. that I am, I'm working on. Yeah. My dad taught me the second one, which is what you take out, you must put back in. No one. You cannot do. The juggle, the parenthood, the school, the, the homework, the uh, the work, the leadership without putting something back in. And I think that's got three things. I've, my dad has always been on a big, I believe you have to exercise, not to sort of, you know, for as much as your mind, whether that's go for a walk um after your runaway dog like yours or, yeah. or you no know, for me I actually like kickboxing So do some exercise or do yoga or something mm-hmm. that moves and it's as much about the mind. Mm-hmm. I also think inherently in that I think nourishing yourself and nourishment isn't just in, you know, sustenance and vitamins. I think that's with people and emotional nourishment mm-hmm. from from people. And also I think a bit of self love mm-hmm. inherently in that and that like, kind of linking to the first. Um and I also think that you have to plan and you have to take time if you're being constantly relentless like me. How do you know when you've achieved, you know, you've yeah. got your plan and your path and you can tick things off and say, I did that. I feel good about that. That's a little micro win. I'm going to move on mm. to the next. So you've got to know where the big win is mm. and you can find time to reflect and plan that.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Really, really interesting. What particularly drives you? I'd be really interested to know what, what is it that kind of gets you up in the morning?
1: I'm very outcome-focused. I love probably, you know, I love a goal. I hate not achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, something was really annoying me and I was trying to find it actually, you know, and, and I was I was like thinking I am a classic completed finisher. I'm not someone that can leave it yeah. half done and like a load of empty. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 I, li- I like to finish that. And sometimes that works against me. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Love working with people. I love making things happen for people. I love bringing people together to make even bigger things happen. Mm. I um am I have found my true calling through the pandemic and Wealthy Her in that having a purpose Mm. to do something that not only is about business and I I love business and I think actually having business and purpose combined means Mm. to convince. You know, it has to be about growth for businesses yeah. that partner with you, work with you, because why else do they do this? But you can do even more, but doing something with a greater good in mind for yes. me and you, yes, that's about empowering women. And yeah. I love that. And mm. I have to say that has set me, you know, set me free. And then finally, there's probably a big fat, you know, entrepreneur's child in me that was always going to do that and always wanted mm. to do that. And actually my dad said to me in New Zealand, he said, Tam, well, that's enough, what? why don't you just go consult why don't you, why don't you become cold consultant and work two days a week and have a nice life and I'm like oh dad I know but that
0: doesn't would that motivate you no no, no. exactly
1: I'm a complete finisher yeah. going into a company going hey do this and then going what, yeah. what, have, you, what have you done you yeah. haven't done
2: that yeah.
0: <laughs> no absolutely I think that whole purpose thing is really important isn't it and that you know to have to have a purpose can really help with motivation I was talking actually earlier today to a friend who's called Kate Turner, who's written a book called Create Motivation, which is worth a read if if you haven't read it. She also runs a motivational leadership company, but we were talking about motivation and she was talking about, it's all about ebb and flow and actually what you need changes. You know, what was right five years ago isn't right now. So I guess one of my questions to you is how often do you think about and articulate your needs and are these being met?
1: I hardly ever articulate my needs and I think it is very hard. And I think for many people have, have been through this experience that we've all been through is that actually need seems to have gone out the door. It's just mm-hmm. been about get through, push through. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually just recently, I think pr- I actually, one of my really good friends took me through this exercise and it was about this nourishment and this emotional thing. And actually I realized I've been divorced for five years and actually for the first time I wanted someone I want to have a relationship I want to try I want to try and meet someone I want to and that that is a really weird thing just not to have thought about it Mm. and I don't know if that's because my son just turned seven he's hitting a point but if you don't acknowledge those things and you don't Mm. create space for those for that to happen how Mm. how how do you change things and how do you have positive outcomes on that Mm. and then weirdly and this is far too much information for a podcast but (laughs) one of my one of my dear friends introduced me to her boss, and i've you know I've been on a few dates with him, and I really like oh. him and whether or not it goes anywhere, <laughs> I think if you didn't acknowledge you changing me and you didn't think well I'm open to it, and then someone can suggest yeah. something to you, so I do yeah. think you have to reflect, and that's obviously a very personal example, mm. but I think that's also very much in business people need to and I've said this to a lot of entrepreneurs and to myself take this moment, have a small respite, a bit of respite over the summer if you can, even mm. if it's mm. events, vacation, fighting in Cornwall to get to the beach or, yes. you know, fighting to get away. Take a moment to A, rejuvenate and rebuild yourself up, mm. but think about that next stage, as you say, because mm. things have changed for mm. you for, for business as well.
0: Absolutely. And and I think I mentioned, I you know, earlier this year, I didn't feel, I had many times when I didn't feel particularly motivated. I'd love to know, have you had moments when you felt You know when you haven't felt motivated and what steps have you taken to sort of get yourself out of that rut what kind of practical things can you suggest people
1: mine are terrible mine are absolutely terrible and very stereotypical in many ways um a very good i had several years ago complete burnout i was flying back and forth to i wasn't didn't have seth um i was flying back and forth to munich in the week i'd come back on friday late i was I I I launched O2 priority here with them, and my client went to Germany. He said, "We're going to go and do it in Germany." And actually, the Germans did not want us to come with the English infiltration and do it. And it was a battle, and it was hard. And I completely crashed and burned, and and actually didn't want to get up, didn't for. And it was only for a couple of weeks, but it hasn't happened to me before.
2: Mm. And I
1: did actually start seeing a therapist, and I think that's good. But a really good friend of mine said, and she's Australian, and I love her, and I'm an and so I can do this. She said, Tamara, put your Pradas on, get dressed, you'll feel a million times better, get out there, and just get back, get back to it. And it actually was transformative because for me, rightly or wrongly, when I put on my heels, put on my makeup and blow-dried my hair, and I went outside, I did feel different. Yeah. I did. And, and it was with the therapy and with the rest, it was the thing that kind of, Got me out of the yeah. hurdle. Yeah. So I think whatever your tools are, yeah. and you and I had a call the other day, and I I, I was doing my nails while talking to you. Yes, <laughs> there's no way I can do <laughs> nails and hair and do all do without doing it multitasking
0: Exactly. I always talk about my trips to the hairdressers when I end up, you know, taking business things with me to the hairdressers because I think, well, I, if I can fit things in and I can sit and have my hair done at the same time, then uh, that's a way to fit work and life together.
1: Today, no word of a lie, I'm having my hair done, my nails done, and I should be doing Seth's homework at the same yes. time. Yes. At the table, at the kitchen table.
0: Indeed. So um, coming to the end of the podcast now, and it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And what I'd love to finish with is um, a question. If if you could give our listeners one top tip for juggling everything life throws at us, what would that be?
1: I think you have to create boundaries. I think the boundaries have been incredibly blurred. All the tricks and the things that we did, whether that was commuting, reading a book on the way, whether that was going to the, the gym, popping it, they've gone we work more than we've ever worked before. And I think that to all the things we're talking about, whether that's to celebrate, recognize what's happened, whether that's to plan what's next and the goal, you have to create some boundaries and create some space for that, or some space for you to do that. So I think revisit the boundaries, be honest about your boundaries and share those with around, those around you mm-hmm. we've all started working and living differently yeah. so let's re-establish it together but tell people and don't be i've always been a bit nervous of setting boundaries like i'm going to get my child from school i'm going to get my child from school and i'm also going to train at this really odd hour because i can now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i'm working late so mm-hmm. why, why can't i train mm-hmm. at 11am
0: brilliant thank you so much Tamara. it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you
1: you're a rock star thank you
0: <laughs> we'll speak to you soon it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. If you know anyone who might find this podcast useful, please do keep the conversation going and pass on a link and it would give me a real confidence boost if you could leave a review and subscribe. If you like what you've heard, join us at the confidenceconversation.club, where I'll be sharing tips and notes from each episode and you can send in your ideas for future topics. And remember, if you know a business who could benefit from Capability James recruitment service, do get in touch via their website, quoting the Confidence Conversation. And if the business becomes a client, they'll thank you with a £100 gift voucher. And until next time, bye for now.